It's the Adam Crowley Show. This is the kind of thing that just tickles my ball. On ESPN Pittsburgh and the iHeartRadio app. Belgium lost. Crap. It's all Tom's fault. You found the Crowley Show where your mom listens, and you should too. 412-922-2874 is the number to get involved. Or you can join the cast of dozens and follow me on Twitter, at underscore Adam Crowley. Brian LaMartina across from me. Shirtless Tom. Beyond the glass. Now I'm rooting for France and England in the World Cup final. That shiz would be badass. I don't think they like each other, the French and the British. I think they've fought in a couple of wars. think it would be entertaining. Don't know if France and Croatia have any of the same history. I don't think they have. Haven't read any books on it. Didn't learn about that in college. There's a good article in the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette about slashing of concession prices in NFL stadiums. The Ravens are doing it. They're cutting their prices by... Reportedly 33%. The Falcons cut their non-alcoholic concession prices by 50%. Here's the kicker there. Draft beers in Atlanta cost just 5 bucks. 5 bucks for a draft beer at an NFL game? That's unbelievable. I went to the Orange Bowl in Miami back before they redid that stadium, and they were selling beers for $11. Here in Pittsburgh, I think they're around $7.50, 8 bucks. Tom, you think more? No, I think it's around eight, nine bucks. Around eight or nine bucks. Yeah, I don't have to pay for them anymore because I'm such a big deal. It's tough for me to remember back all the way to what the prices used to be. But it's a simple question. There's two of them, actually. One, do you like going to Steelers games? And two, if you don't, would the Steelers slashing prices make you more inclined to go? Now, it ain't ticket prices. It ain't parking prices. We're talking about concession prices. We're talking about maybe going back a little bit on the beer. For me, I used to love going to Steelers games. We had season tickets. We'd go every year. I almost went to every game. My cousin and I would go. We would get bombed. And I was underage. Don't do it, kids. And you'd stay warm. Swing your towel. You'd get all jazzed up for Renegade. Then you'd hop back on the tee. Go back to the good old South Hills. I loved it. But the older I get, the less and less I do. I know a lot of people who still go to games. I know a lot of young people. I know a lot of old people who do it. It's personal preference. For me, I don't like hassle anymore. I don't like cornhole because that's hassling. Got to count the whole damn time. I get sweaty. I have to bend over and pick up the bags. I don't love going to games anymore because you show up, you pay for the parking. So the cost is unbelievable. You got to fight through the traffic there, or you go so early there's no traffic, but then you get all sauced up and you're peeing a hundred times. You got to run behind your buddy's door in his pickup truck, or you got to run over to the Port of John. Or if you show up whenever all the people who don't want to get into the cantankerous stuff show up, then guess what? At that point, you're getting caught in traffic. Then you get in the stadium, you got to walk all the way up to your seats. 
Got to go to the bathroom and wait in line there. Got to wait in line for the concessions. Got to wait in line for the beer. The more beer you drink, the more times you have to pee. The more times you have to pee, the more times you're waiting in line. The more times you're waiting in line, the more times you're out there near the concessions where you say, hey, I might as well just get another beer this time. They got the whole thing worked out real nice. And then you leave and you either get cantankerous with your boys and you hang out and you play cornhole and you drink more until everyone else is gone or you go home, get stuck in traffic or you get on the tee. And you know what they don't have at the T? Bathrooms. There's like one T stop where you can go pee. The rest of them, nothing. What sense does that make? And you can't go on the T. Trust me, I did. They didn't like it. So ball games, they're not for me anymore. I get it if you come into town once every year and you want to go to a game. I get it if you want to hang out with your college buddies. And you want to throw a couple cornholes. Is that how you say it? A couple beanbags playing cornhole. Regardless, you want to come in? You want to go to your game a year? I get that. I do it for West Virginia games. You go out, you hang out with 60,000 people wearing the same color as you, you get plastered, and you only have to do it once. But if you consistently go to games, man, that's an entire day. It's a whole damn day. The game's going to be four hours, plus get there and leaving. That's long-ass day. So I ask you, do you like going to games? 412-922-2874. And if you don't, do the slashing of concession prices change that for you? We'll get into that big time coming up around 5 o'clock. It's a big year for the Steelers. Big year. And I'm already in football mode. It's 16 days now by my count until training camp starts. And all I want to do is talk ball now. I really want to talk West Virginia ball, but you just don't want to hear that. It's a big year for the Steelers because Le'Veon Bell's not going to be around in all likelihood next year. So what the Steelers need to do in order to take advantage of this one-year window, which is a part of this perhaps three-year Ben Roethlisberger window, is to take advantage of their early season schedule. I know it ain't sexy. It ain't hot. It might not make for interesting sports talk, but I'm not afraid to go there. Steelers always want to win the Super Bowl, but there may be some added pressure this year if Le'Veon Bell's going to be walking out the door. So you got to beat these teams. They play the Browns, the Chiefs, the Bucks, the Ravens, the Falcons, the Bengals, the Browns, the Ravens, and the Panthers. They got five of their six games against the AFC North in the first eight games of this season. Go out there and take the damn division. You can do it in eight weeks. You sweep that, you're golden. You don't have Jameis Winston. Playing for the Buccaneers. You get the Ravens at home. You should win one of those two, if not both. And you always beat up on the Bengals. It's the second half of the season that's terrifying. They get the Patriots, the Saints. They've got to travel to Oakland and Denver. And I think we can all, right now, point to the one game there that they're absolutely going to lose. No, not New England. Although, you probably chalked that one up too. Oakland. You know they're going to go out to that damn stadium. It's a night game. And they're going to get pummeled by an awful football team. Telling you right now it's going to happen. So the Steelers need to take advantage of this year before Le'Veon Bell leaves. And they've got to take advantage of the first half of the season. Because if they don't, forget just qualifying for home field advantage. Forget qualifying for a bye. They have a tough time making the playoffs with the second half of the schedule being as tough as it is. 
Let's get back to Le'Veon Bell. I said yesterday that I was going to stretch this out all week, and by golly, I'm going to do that. Let me talk about Le'Veon Bell every damn day this week. It's also Antonio Brown's birthday, so good for you. You lived until 30. Get to him later on, too. The deadline for players under the franchise tag to sign a long-term contract is July 16th. That's 10 days before training camp. It's six days from today. Steelers fans, I think, think that if Le'Veon Bell walks out the door, it's easy to replace that guy. I touched on that a little bit yesterday. But think about this. Steelers have only really won championships with elite backfield players. They won one year with Moel De Moore. That was the exception, not the rule. But they won all the other ones with Franco, who left in 1983. And then Bettis, who wasn't brought in until 1996. Those were the Hall of Fame talents at that position. They won five of the six championships with those guys. It ain't easy to find one like that. But Crowley, running back by committee, hasn't been that way in Pittsburgh. After Jerome Bettis retired following the 2005 season, it took eight years for the Steelers to find a star back. That would push the Steelers five years past their Ben Roethlisberger window, if that's how long it took to get the next guy. Now, there were some good players that had a year or two. Barry Foster, Willie Parker, they come to mind. But the Steelers have had their most success historically with a star running back. Most teams, and this is shocking, need stars to win. The Eagles had six pro bowlers. The Broncos had four on that defense. The Seahawks had Russell Wilson, Richard Sherman, Earl Thomas, Bobby Wagner, Marshawn Lynch, Cam Chancellor, all stars. Steelers fans should be advised that you usually don't win the championship by getting rid of your good players. You do it by holding on to your great players for as long as possible. I think Pittsburgh fans, and probably just fans in general, are hypocrites. Y'all threw your hands up in the air. Andrew McCutcheon got moved. Oh, my God. How do you move the face of the franchise? He's so talented. You need him to win. Oh, my God. You can't trade Garrett Cole. Can't get rid of him. No way. No how. Don't want to lose that guy. Y'all cried about it. Your stars. The only two damn stars the Pirates had in their roster got traded, and y'all cried. And I get that. Now Le'Veon Bell, not going to sign a contract extension, doesn't look like. And all y'all applying. That was supposed to be applauding. All y'all applauding. Hmm. I get it. You feel like you've been wronged by Le'Veon. You feel like the guy hasn't exactly handled this situation well. And yeah, you're right there. He hasn't handled it well. But is he doing wrong by him? No. He could probably do it a little bit more quietly. You Steelers fans think that your team will be better off without him. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it. Many have said of late the Eagles and Patriots and other teams have won Super Bowls and championships with running back by committee. Sure, that's true. The Eagles also won with a backup quarterback. Broncos won with the worst quarterback in the game at the time. Broken Peyton Manning with a noodle arm. The Ravens won with Joe Flacco. The Giants won with Eli Manning. Does this mean that the Steelers should trade Ben in for a cheaper model? I mean, after all, those teams didn't need to have a quarterback of his caliber. That's a stupid argument to make. I also heard that the Steelers won with Moelle Moore in 2008. 
Yeah, but they also won with a terrible offensive line. Does that mean they should get rid of Marquise Pouncey? No. Bleak, no. Most teams win by collecting talent. The Patriots win because they're smarter than you and they've got Tom Brady. This just in. Sorry to say, Steelers ain't the Patriots. They don't have Tom Brady. They don't have Bill Belichick. They need talent to win. They need it. 412-922-2874. Get Jason and Shaler. Hello, Jason. Hey, Crowley. Thanks for my call. Sure thing, man. Hey, man. I don't know uh, who these Steeler fans are that think we'd be better without Le'Veon Bell. I haven't heard that sentiment too often. Oh, man. Oh, man, Jason. Jason, man. You're covering your ears then, dude. I'm getting it all the time. We don't need him. They haven't won a championship with him. They're not good enough with him, so get rid of him. That's ridiculous. It would be a travesty if we lost Le'Veon Bell. He is the best running back in the NFL. He is a better receiver than half the receivers in the NFL. I think it would be the Steelers did wrong by Bell. The Steelers did not handle the situation very good. Well, what are they supposed to do? The how much? How much are they really supposed to pay him, though? They should have took care of this years ago, Crowley. They should have took care of this two years ago. They should have signed him a long-term deal. Here's the thing, Jason. They tried. There's only so much you can do. I mean, they're willing to pay him six million dollars than the next highest-paid running back in the National Football League. You can't give him much more than that. You can't give him any more than that. In fact, I think both parties have gripes here. The Steelers say, we're offering you a fair market value contract, really ahead of market value. He's saying, okay, but I still want to be paid more because I want to be paid like the best running back and wide receiver. He's going to get that money, I think. I really do, eventually. Exactly. He will get it somewhere. He will, Someone but not will from here. That. And the Steelers, they say, we can't go much higher than that. And I get that. Well, I get where they're both coming corner. from. James Conner is he not going to be. I'm sorry. He's, he's just a, a guy. Story, but he's not, he's not a Le'Veon Bell. No, okay? neither is Jalen Samuels, and I appreciate the call, Jason. Neither of those guys are going to be the running back by committee that comes in here and unseats Le'Veon Bell. That's why I'm worried if it doesn't get done, and it won't get done, for the next two years following this year. Ben Roethlisberger's going to play with unknown. There is no unknown now. The unknown is... The defense, I suppose, but on the offensive side, you know what you're getting from the running back position. Let's go to Mr. Anderson from the Matrix. Hello, Mr. Anderson. Hey, how's it going, guys? This this is a league-wide problem for me. Um, I believe all the running backs are, are underpaid. I believe a lot of the quarterbacks are overpaid. You get a lot of these. Like you said earlier, a uh, second-string quarterback came in and won a Super Bowl for these guys. I think a lot of teams suffer when they overpay for quarterbacks and then they think they don't need running backs, they think they don't need this guy, they think they're a dime a dozen. I think the, the, a lot of the fans here do echo what, what exactly you're saying. I'm not in that same boat. I want to sign this guy. Um, do I think it's a lot of money? Yeah. Do I think he's worth it? Yeah. But I, I understand the Steelers' economics of it, that they're not going to pay this guy. Well, the other school of thought, and I, hey, i got to run, Mr. Anderson, because we got to get to Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. No, thank you. Uh, I think the hard thing here is, well, I guess the other side of the coin would be, if you're the Steelers, do you just do whatever you can to keep Bell around as long as Ben's here? And do you pony up that extra couple million dollars? It's easier said than done. It's easier to find that money uh, in la-la land or in fantasy football land in the heads of the fans, but not so much in reality when you're Kevin Colbert. 
We'll talk to Ray Fittipaldo about all of this coming up next. A lot of football on today's show. I have a hockey take, too. Maybe I'll do it at 440. It's Crowley's Joe. He's not the brightest guy in the room, but he is the cheapest. I love lamp. I love lamp. Adam Crowley on ESPN Pittsburgh. something going to get done with Le'Veon Bell? The answer is no. Let me ask Ray Fittipaldo from the Post-Gazette that question. Hey, Ray. Anything- What's up, Adam? How are you? I'm great, man. Only 16 days till training camp, huh? Uh, don't ruin the rest of my summer, Adam. I got a, I got a few days left of freedom. Ah, man. Summer's already over, dude. It, <laughs> it, just, it just is. Once I got back from vacation and thought about training camp, uh, it, it's like the last couple of weeks before heading back to school, except at least in college you're getting hammered. Well, okay, never mind. I guess it's kind of the same. Uh, Ray, what percentage do you give it that the Steelers get something done with Le'Veon Bell? Uh, not a high percentage, Adam. Very you know, good. It's, uh, you know, I mean, when you look at it, uh, I think the Steelers are going to have what they feel uh, is a fair offer on the table that uh, Le'Veon Bell has been pretty vocal about resetting the money uh, running back market and, you know, being uh, the the highest paid back by, by a very wide margin. So if I had to put a percentage on it, I'd say 15 or 20 percent maybe. Um, but I, I think the, the, the likelihood um, is he's going to play 2018 on the tag, and I think um, if that happens, he'll be playing elsewhere in 2019. For me, if he would accept what the Steelers gave or were willing to give him, I'd be down for that, and I think Steelers Nation would ultimately accept that. At the time being, I'm hearing a lot from Steelers fans that they don't want to deal with this guy or his trouble anymore past this year. What are you hearing on that front? I don't think the the Steelers are listening to their fans in this regard. And no. I think uh, you know the the Antonio Brown contract is probably the best example of that. I think there were a lot of fans who were. Um, upset with the Facebook Live thing. They were upset with his um, his touchdown celebrations and a lot of other things. And um, when the Steelers signed him to a contract that averages $17 million a year, um, Art Rooney was asked about that, and he turned all that stuff little nuisances. Um, so I, I think they, quite honestly, they probably feel the same way about Le'Veon Bell. Um, uh, you know, Le'Veon has... Um, he's been in the news for some other things, um, but he really hasn't been in the news lately for, for some of the drug stuff that plagued him early in his career. And a, a lot of the stuff recently has been, um, you know, smaller in scale. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't know the answer to that question for sure because the Steelers front office hasn't shared that with me. But, you know, judging on the way they've handled Antonio Brown, I, I, I would have to guess that, uh, that's the same way they're approaching this Le'Veon Bell situation um, right. as well. Ray, if you're looking at the Steelers and kind of tearing the importance of the Ben Roethlisberger's, Antonio Browns, and Le'Veon Bells of the world, uh, how do you view Le'Veon in, in terms of that and what they do? I think Le'Veon Bell is a really important part of what they've done since 2013. Um, you know, and really starting in 2014 when he had his first All-Pro year. Um, I, I know people are going to come back and say they had success without him um, in the playoffs, but 
I don't know that um, that it's going to be easy to find a replacement for him um, if and when he does um, become a next dealer. I, I think he has a very unique skill set. Um, I, I know he doesn't break a lot of long runs. He's not that that game breaker in, in that sense, but um, he, he he gets first downs for you. Um, he's very productive in the red zone, and um, in addition to that, he's a really really good receiver out of the backfield too. And as you know, Adam, they, they even line him up in the slot and out wide. They do a lot of different things with him in the passing game. So when the time comes, he's going to be really difficult to replace. That's why I think Steeler fans better enjoy it this year. And I think if you're Ben Roethlisberger and Antonio Brown and anyone else associated with that offense, I think you've got to have it in your mind to try to win that Super Bowl next year because I don't know what's, you know, what, what's going to be there at, at running back in 2019 if, if Le'Veon Bell is not there. Ray Fittipaldo, the Post-Gazette, joining us here on the Crowley Show. Yeah, I think that Steelers fans, at least the ones that I've been chirping back and forth with on Twitter, think that it'll be easy. Oh, it's running back by committee. Look what the Eagles did. Look what the Patriots always do. I'd rather have the sure thing, and for me, Le'Veon Bell is as close to that as you get at the running back position. Sure, he'll have his lapses where he will get suspended. That's happened a couple of times. I think that's probably behind him. He's also... Been a guy who's been injury plagued, but last year was not one of those years. So uh, I think you know what he's going to give you, at least on the football field. You don't know what you're going to have after that. You just don't. No, I mean, you know, the examples you brought up, I mean, I don't think those other teams rely on rely on their running backs the way the Steelers have relied no. on Le'Veon Bell. I mean, you know, the New England Patriots, they, they run through a different running back almost every single year. I mean, they did it again this year when they, they didn't. They didn't sign their top running back, and they let him hit free agency. And um, you know now he's with the Titans. So um, you know I, I I can see that side of the argument, and I you know I think what the Patriots have done over the years is great. What the Eagles did in 2018 is great, but I don't know how that applies to the Steelers because when you look at the Steelers and the way they've constructed that offense around Le'Veon Bell, really for the for the better part of the past five or six years. Um, that's going to be a huge hole to fill. Now, I, you know, James Conner could do it, I suppose. Uh, Jalen Samuels could do it. Maybe they'll, they'll, they'll use a high pick in next year's draft and, um, try to figure out if, if one of those three can, can fill the void, but, um, it's not going to be easy. That guy's a terrific football player. Um, he, he just might be too expensive for the Steelers, but that, you know, that doesn't detract from what he's done on the field for them. You think he's going to get what he's asking for on the open market? Uh, I mean, $17 million a year stuff, I don't know, but I think there's probably going to be a team out there that's going to pay him more than the Steelers are willing to pay him. Um, you know, I don't know what that figure is right now, but, you know, I mean, you just go back to any March in in recent years, Adam, and you could see all the, the crazy amounts of money that NFL teams are throwing out there in, in these contracts. So, yeah, I do think there's going to be a team with a ton of salary cap space um, that's going to throw a really big offer at him. And I really think that's probably why Le'Veon has been willing to go year to year here in the last couple of years. I think he could see the light at the end of the tunnel. And, you know, if he stays injury-free again, he's made himself $27 million in guaranteed money in the last two years, and then he's got a chance to, to strike it rich um, next March. Now, the only thing that can hinder that is if he has another major injury, and that would just screw everything up for him. But if he stays injury-free, he's really taken advantage of the system to the best of his abilities and set himself up for a nice payday. 
Ray, I'm going to ask you a very broad question, then we'll narrow it down, but how good is Antonio Brown? Yeah, I mean, I, I saw uh, Jeremy's story today, and um, just, you know, I, I, I looked at the numbers previously as well because I was also looking at doing something on Antonio at 30, and the way he stacks up with Jerry Rice is just, it's unbelievable when you when you look at the numbers, other than the touchdowns. And I think Jerry Rice right now has almost twice as many touchdowns. 95 to 59, yeah. Yeah, but if, if you look at every other statistic, Antonio Brown is better than him at this point in his career. And, you know, the touchdowns are a huge deal. I mean, that's that's why you get paid. But, um, I mean, Antonio Brown is just he, – he's a once-in-a-lifetime once type of player. That's why the Steelers are willing to, to go to the $17 million a year to, to retain him. And um, it's going to be interesting, Adam. Um, guys like Jerry Rice – Jerry Rice had the best year of his career when he was 33. If Antonio Brown, who is always in great shape, if he can stay in shape until he's 34, 35, I mean, he, he might be able to do it. He might put himself in that conversation with Billy Ray someday. The only thing you worry about is injuries. Uh, you know, Antonio's not big in stature. Um, and the reason he hasn't been injured a lot is he takes great, great, uh, great, uh, care of himself during the offseason. But if, if a freak injury occurs, that could sort of, um, you know, that, that could sort of ruin his hopes of someday competing with Rice. But I think right now, I think um, he's right there with him and he's got a chance to, to be in that conversation, you know, five, ten years down the line. You think he's the best player in the league, Ray? Yeah, I mean, he was number two on the NFL list, and people can make of that list what they want. I mean, it's hard to argue with Tom Brady when he's in the Super Bowl every single year and, you know, putting up the stats he does every single year, but... Um, uh, as far as players other than quarterbacks and other than Tom Brady, yeah, I, I do. I, I think he's the best player in the NFL, and I think the Steelers are, are you know, lucky to have him and certainly lucky to have him um, in his prime. Right, it's tough for you to answer because you're always getting paid to go to football games, but there was a nice piece in the Post-Gazette <laughs> today uh, about the prices of concessions going down in a couple of different markets, Baltimore and Atlanta, and I wonder how that affects the way that people are going to attend games. I wonder if it really is that big of a problem that people aren't going to NFL games. The way I always say is if there ever really is a real problem, you can just lower the ticket prices. But you think this makes a big difference? Uh, yeah, that was a very interesting article. Omari did a great job with that. You know, the thing that I thought of, and it wasn't mentioned in the article, but, you know, they've complained in recent years about, you know, the, the fans tailgating and not getting into the game on time, it would seem to me if you want to get the people into the gates earlier, you know, you entice them with cheaper food prices and then you get them in there for the merchandise as well. Um, it seems like an option. I saw the Steelers didn't, um, you know, call him back. They didn't want to participate in the story. But they're really worried about, um, you know, drunken fans or fans not, getting into their seats on time, I think that's something that they they could study. I just don't know if it's a big enough financial incentive for them to study it seriously. Obviously, it was for the Falcons. Um, you know, that's why they did it. I just don't know if the Steelers are in that same situation as they were down in Atlanta. Ray, I appreciate the time, man, as always, and I'll be seeing you coming up in about oh, 16 days. All right, Adam, look forward to it. Yeah, me too. Take care. 
That's Ray Fittipaldo of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I think it's 15 days for him. When they report, when they wait out in the sun, get sunburnt, it's the same time as my radio show. So I imagine I'll be here, but I don't know that. Who knows? Not me. We'll figure it out. But I will be there a lot. Broadcasting from St. Vincent College. Come out and say hello. Actually, don't. I don't like you. I don't want to talk to any of you. I'm going to miss Tom and Brian. Is Tom coming? Do I get to keep Tom? Don't know yet. Damn. Do I get to keep you? Yeah. You're coming? I'll be here. Damn. But I'll be I'll be in your ear. So I don't get to be with my wife or my two best friends. No. Or you guys. Hey. You get to be with Dale, your work wife. That's true. Yeah. That's good enough. He'll keep you warm at night. He forces me to do things I don't want to do though. Hmm. Alcohol wise. Crowley. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's on Dale. Crowley, drink another one. I don't want da- to. How dare you, Dale? Never. It is. It's all Dale's fault. Dale's an enabler. His influence seems to last year round. Like that, just uh, that, like two weeks of training camp. Like that, just lasts all year for you. I've been training for training camp. Is what it is. <laughs> I've been getting my liver and my mind right for Sharky's Cafe. Oh my God, it's really here, isn't it? It is. Man. It's really here. Yeah. And then I, I don't think people realize who. Don't get to go to camp that often. How it just, it just, it's season time. It just, oh, yeah, and know. pulling the curtain, say. pulling the curtain back, like for, look, we love our jobs and we get to do something cool here, but it's a kick in the ass, honestly, That'll once the be season fine. starts. It's a big kick in the ass. It'll be fine. We're drained by the end. We're going to be okay. We're drained. We're drained by like October. <laughs> well, it's six days a week at that point. I know people feel real bad for I us. I know. Yeah. It's like I'm one. Yeah. First world problems here. It just, the crazy thing is you go right from training camp to preseason to a little bit more training camp to regular season, playoffs, combine. Super Bowl, then Combine, I suppose. But that just once once sixteen days comes, it just shoots off. What's wrong, Tom? You're just mapping it all out. We're already at training camp next year again already. We're at the yeah, we pretty much, pretty much are. training camp 2019. In fact, I was putting some of that on a schedule already. Oh my today. gosh, for next year? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dear God, I don't think they should hold a training camp next year if Le'Veon Bell's not around. We'll talk about that next and. The two pirates that suck the most that shouldn't be sucking. Hmm. It's a Crowley Show. This is the Adam Crowley Show. I mean, I cannot believe the kind of nonsense that I am hearing right now. On ESPN Pittsburgh, 970 AM and 106.3 FM. It's training camp fever up in here. I'm talking to Brian about all the training camp days and what the plan is, and he's keeping me updated. Like, I just got a barrage of questions. Like, like, no offense, dude. A little bit annoying. Whoa! A lot of bit annoying. A little bit like, hey, what are we doing here? What am I going to do there? When am I doing this? What am I doing? And it was one after the other after the other, wasn't it? It was like world's worst employee. I never thought it would end. Yeah. If, if you don't tell me, though, how am I going to know? Well, it's nothing's finalized. You're trying to get an inside scoop here. Oh. That's what you're trying to do. And then he rolls into, like, paternity leave and, like, yeah, how long did, did I get too. for that? 
And then, like, bereavement day he wants to know about. How many days do I get for that? Like, I just had to go into full HR mode. I'm getting my wife pregnant next year for training camp. <laughs> and now, just for future reference, if you have twins, you do not double your paternity leave. That was the next question. <laughs> I know it was. All right, what if you go up by two kids, though? What if I get What if I get three in the womb? No, it's it's. I mean, that's rare. Like, give me a couple extra days. I don't know how to take care of one kid, let alone three. You get one leave per bubble. Like, hmm. it doesn't matter how many kids are in that bubble <laughs> per embryonic sac. Yes, exactly. Hmm. <laughs> Carly's gonna have like eight kids. Do Watch. I get to stay in a hotel in room? Succession, like for eight years, he's gonna have like accrued sixteen months going on. What kind of sunscreen should I get? <laughs> What's my per diem? Well, I know. Yeah, the see, see, that's that's what we didn't get to. I don't know what your per diem is. We don't have a hotel room for you. Do I get any gear? Um, no, you get no gear. No gear. No, there will be a table skirt. Okay. Um, you will do your show. Okay, I can do that. You will do a couple extra shows. That's fine. Yeah, um, but you have to show up every day. That's good. You got to pay attention. Yeah. Can't take any leave. Okay. There's no way in hell that you could possibly knock up your wife within time to avoid training camp. Yeah, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Maybe yeah. she's secretly pregnant. Four- Maybe someone else did it, but I'll take credit. <laughs> yeah, your 401k match uh, exists throughout training camp. Okay, that's, that's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, no parking spot for you. Nah, there's more than enough up there. Yeah, there might be a shadow. You park at Sharky's anyway. <laughs> you just leave your car there. <laughs> Mainly because it's not safe for you to move it. <laughs> I left my car at Sharky's only twice last year. That was down from like six the year before and 12 the year before that. Yeah, but it was three times each. <laughs> three days each. He left it there twice. I, I consolidated. Yeah, I only left it there twice for three days each. Honestly, that's the only thing that gets you down. Not even down, but that's what makes you tired. Like talking on the radio for four hours or five hours a day, that's nothing. <laughs> you getting hammered every night and then doing it, that's tough. All the drinking. Well, the pro- then I got to try to tell like Lolly and Pursuit I can't do it tonight, and then they get on my case. Well, those guys, man, that's that's a that's a feat hanging with them, like keeping up with them. Like I found out early on, trying to keep up with Pursuit in a in a bar like atmosphere is not something I'm equipped to do. I mean, I'll try, but I can't physically do it. They live for camp, and I'm already past it. I can't do it again. In fact. I'm out. You can't be out. I'm out. It's in your contract. Oh, shoot. You're locked in. You signed it. Hopefully it's nice and cool. Uh. Breezy. Yeah, we want to make it as comfortable as possible for all of you. Yeah. As long as you guys are comfortable, then hey, it's a win. Is there a spot for a fan? A spot for a fan. Yeah, like under the tent. Is there uh, a tent? Oh, you mean like a like a cooling? Like outdoor yeah, like outdoor. Uh not not the fan. No, no. Um, you you will have a fan on you probably. Okay. Well, what will happen is always, it happens every year. One of you guys will dress inappropriately, and, and not to like like showing too much skin. Like, you'll either be dressed too warm for the, cool, for the heat or too cool for the warm or whatever. You get what I'm saying. So it'll be that. Then we'll need to bring in a fan. Yep. So we'll have a fan there eventually after that first show. And then can uh, Tom just stand there and fan me down with like a palm tree leaf? Yeah, yeah we'll have that there. Yeah, okay, Tom, very good. Tom can do that. Okay, very good. Yeah, no, you're good, man. Don't worry. 
Any other questions? Any other? What questions? if it gets too cold though with the fan? Do we need a space heater too? No, um, I'll bring I'll bring a flannel. No, okay, we're, okay, we're going to an install. We're installing a special on-off switch on the fan. So if it so does if get too cool, we can turn the fan off. We can hit that switch and it will stop the fan in its tracks. That makes a lot of sense, Brian. Yeah, no, we've we've done this a few years in a row now. We've kind of got it dialed in. We're ready. We're ready. Ready to go. Just had a few questions. That's all. Just... No, I I get it, man. No, just trying to you know plan out the next. Three, no, three it, weeks I, of my life. Pardon me if I was get, if I was taken aback. You know, I'm in show mode just, and yeah. I'm having fun here, and then all of a sudden I get like. World's worst employee comes up and hits me, like every question. I mean, it's all in the handbook. That's all I'm saying. I'm a great employee. That's why I'm asking questions. It's in the handbook. Okay. Hey, Brian. What's up? Where can I find that handbook? (laughs) 412-922-2874 is the number. And the transition. We'll get back to football coming up at 5. How bad have the Pirates been? Well, they've won their last three. They're back. I don't want to talk about the Pirates, though. Did all this prep. I don't really feel like talking about it, but I will, just for a moment here. Who from the Pirates has underachieved the most? Great. More questions. I'll tell you who. How about this? I'll I'll frame it this way. I'll tell you who's underachieved the most, and you can tell me whether you agree or not. Jameson Tyum looked like he could be a star in the making two years ago. He had a 338 ERA. He looked like the Pirates thought what he would be. Last year was a wash. He was dealing with cancer. But this year, I thought he could be the front of the line starter they needed him to be. And it looked like he was going to be that guy. He was one of the best pitchers in the NL at the early portion of the season. But he averaged less than six innings. Overall, a start. And his ERA is much the same as everyone else in the rotation. It's sitting at 405. Jamison Tyon, for my money, has been the most disappointing player on the team this year. He's still young, and we see flashes, and he's an above average major leaguer, but they need him to be more than that. And he's not living up to the expectations. Without a bona fide number one starter, the Pirates were finished this year, and he hasn't been that guy. That's why he's my biggest disappointment. My second biggest disappointment is Josh Bell. Woof. I mean, <laughs> got a 710 OPS. I, I'm going to give you some statistics here. So I just I apologize beforehand. Here comes some stats. Get a 710 OPS. Get a negative .2 WAR. That means he's worse than a replacement level player. Last year he had an OPS plus of 108. That's eight percent better than first baseman's at league average. This year he's six percent worse than league average at the position. That's well not good. Let's get back to the stats that you can all understand. And for that matter, me. Last year, he had 26 home runs. This year, he's hit five. That's staggering. The power has totally dried up. Last year at this time, I would have told you that the Pirates had a few players to build around. Bell, Tyone, Cole, Marte, Meadows. Now, I think that Tyone could be a guy. Cole's gone. Marte's a really good player, but he's not a great player. Meadows could be a guy, but Bell ain't on my list anymore. So what's the point of all this? Well, to point out the flaws in the Pirates' development. Polanco hasn't developed. 
although he's playing well right now. You notice the theme with Polanco? He'll suck just terribly for a month. People will tell you how bad he sucks. Then he'll be great for a month, and they'll tell you, oh, he's finally breaking out and living up to his potential. Then he'll suck again for a month, and we repeat the process. Polanco is what Polanco is, and that's a guy who can carry you for a week or two, but he's just very inconsistent. He goes on dry spells. He goes on hot streaks. That's who he is. So I'm not excited about him, and there's no reason to be excited about him. Bell's gone backwards. Tyone hasn't gotten better. Where's the development? Pirates haven't drafted well enough, and they're not developing the players that they do get to the majors. Cole was off at the beginning of the year just pitching out of his mind. Having a great year. Morton left and is playing great. Alan Hansen has an 822 OPS this year for the Giants. The Pirates are struggling in just about every aspect of the organization right now. From the ownership group, duh, Bob Nutting, to the president of the organization, on down. Every last one of them isn't doing their job good enough. Clint Hurdle, not doing his job good enough. And he's waxing poetic about life. We'll get to some Clint Hurdle quotes coming up a little bit later on in the show. Sounds like he's gotten all trains and dentalism on our asses. He was asked if he's looking forward to the All-Star break, and he said yes and no. But he said it far more profoundly and cluttered. But I won't bore you with that right now. They haven't developed well enough. They haven't drafted well enough. They haven't given me one reason to be excited to be a Pirates fan. Not one. And the players that they do have that made their way through the minor league system aren't living up to the expectations when they get here, or they're living up to the expectations for one year and then getting worse. Tyone was great two years ago. I throw last year out because of cancer. I'm tossing that one aside. Uh, Who could imagine getting told that news and having to deal with the procedures and deal with all the stuff you had to deal with? But two years ago, 338 ERA. Was pitching great. Now 405. Now he's just a dude. Josh Bell, last year, 26 home runs. This year, five. Five! They're getting players that aren't great, and they're not getting better. Or they're getting players that have high upside that are never reaching their upside. It's just a train wreck. Tom, did I fart during this segment? Uh, I'm going to find out. Hmm. I think you did. The answer is yes, you did. Did I fart loud enough for it to be heard on the air? I think so. That's a good question. Because I tried to sneak one out, and it just... Oh, I don't think you snuck it. No, I launched it. sneaky about that. Well, I tried to sneak it out. You guys, well, Brian was going to know. I tried to sneak it past Brian. We were like a bunch of meerkats in here. Everybody's heads like went straight up and looked well when when brian pardon me when tom looked over the glass i thought oh boy yeah well he's in a separate room so you know the only way that he heard it is if it came through his headphones well unless he saw you and then perked up because you perked up oh he knew what it was though Hmm. yeah good luck finding that audio because it didn't happen Hmm. coming up next you like going to steelers games Another question. Sorry, Brian. (laughs) And here comes another one. And would lowering concession prices make it more likely for you to go? We're getting all that in the stadium experience.
And how many vacation days does Crowley get? And paternity leave. It's a Crowley show.